0: All right. Welcome, everyone, back to the Bringing the Mata Mastectomy podcast. Again, I am one of your hosts, Kevin, joined by my beautiful wife, Jen. Uh, Say hi.
1: Hi, guys. (laughs) Hi again.
0: Um, So if you're new here, uh, I highly suggest you go ahead and listen to our first episode. This is episode two, where we'll uh, get a little bit more into um, Jen's actual mastectomy and reconstruction. Uh, Episode one talks about everything... Prior to that, the whole process of finding out and everything, I'm not going to give it all away, uh, so go take a listen to that. But, any updates since we last recorded?
1: Um, I don't think so.
0: No, how are you feeling?
1: I'm feeling good.
0: That's good. Yeah. Um, so, why don't we start off? So, last time we left off at, uh, you had gone for your consultation and you had picked out your implants. Yeah. I believe, and we talked a little bit about the implants that you picked out Mm -hmm. um so why don't you walk us through after you actually everything was planned surgery date was set um was there anything like special that you had to do to prep or was it pretty standard or walk us through the whole at least like the day of your mastectomy can you walk me through that
1: yeah um so it was a little scary And obviously a little nerve-wracking leading up to the surgery because it's a huge surgery. And, um, you know, once you have the surgery done, there's like no going back. So I made sure that I was mentally prepared for that day and that all my emotions were in the right place and that I was 100% sure that I was making the right decision for myself.
0: Um, so during that time, right, leading up to this, you actually started um, a YouTube channel. I wonder who gave you that idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think that, by the way, if you haven't checked out those videos, you definitely should. Um, it's it's a really good like first person look into what, what was going through Jen's head while she went through all of this. Um, but do you think in a way that having that, outlet so to speak where you could communicate with people and at least like talk about what you were going through do you think that was helpful for you
1: yeah um you know it's not every day that you see a 25 year old opting to get a double mastectomy preventatively so um you know I'm usually a shy person to begin with and I felt so strongly about this and with my mom going through what she went through and knowing that there were a lot more women out there that were getting tested for this gene or a lot of people who don't know about the gene, this was a great way to get that information out there and just kind of tell my story and um, make a YouTube channel of my journey through the surgery and that provided me a lot of support. Um, you know my family and my friends obviously were a big part of you know the mental aspect you really need support you have your good days you have your bad days but um, having that extra outlet and have other people validate your decision and really commend you for putting yourself out there and helping them that's what I want to do that's in my nature and I'm glad that you know, my YouTube channel was able to do that. Um, if you guys want to check out my YouTube channel, it is underneath my maiden name. It's Zabit, Z-A-B-I-T. So it's not, I wasn't married at the time, so it is underneath Jennifer Zabit. So just an FYI, if you guys want to check that
0: out. Yeah, uh, also disclaimer, uh, if if you don't like stitches or, mm-hmm. <laughs> or anything. Um,
1: yeah, I get, um, you know... Pretty graphic. I show I you like I don't, it I don't is. Know if, I don't
0: know if graphic is the right word, but well, you'll um, you'll
1: see stitches. You'll see my incisions. You'll see drains. Yeah. You know, you'll see blood. So if you know, it it's all there.
0: If that's not your scene, uh, yeah, don't don't go check it out. <laughs> um, but so through the process of actually like making making those videos, was there anyone who actually um reached out to you directly who was going through the same thing or someone who was you know like thinking about getting tested and wasn't sure where to start um yeah was was there anybody who reached out to you like for direct contact and, and guidance on the the subject
1: yeah um i had actually a lot of people like on facebook privately message me about it and um, i actually had people commenting and reach out to me that were commenting on my YouTube channel, like people from different countries and, um, you know, other viewers and they had questions and, you know, that really made me feel good that I can put myself out there, that they were watching it, they were being educated. Um, and even my plastic surgeon at the time knew about it. And, um, she actually was recommending people to watch my videos as well, because you don't, a lot of those on youtube
0: yeah so kind of like you felt like you were acting as as a resource for other people Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i mean i can totally see why that would be that would be cool so you know Mm -hmm. i'm glad i pushed you to start that (laughs)
1: yeah um that was definitely out of my comfort zone because i hate You know, as open as I am, I hate talking like in front of people. So back then I had my webcam. (laughs) Technology wasn't advanced as it was nowadays. But um,
0: yeah, I think anything would have been better than an iMac FaceTime (laughs) camera. But hey,
1: (laughs) well, I'm glad I did it. And, um, you know, I feel more comfortable putting myself out there now. I have nothing to hide. And if this is going to educate people and help people, and if I can be a resource for someone, then I'm happy to do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's great. Um, so kind of back, we, we kind of mm-hmm. got off track for a little bit, but mm-hmm. I remembered, uh, I remembered about that. I wanted to make sure that we, we talked about it. Um, so, so back to now, like day of your, your mastectomy, mm-hmm. um, what were you, like, what were the thoughts going through your head? If you remember, I mean, it was five years ago now, um, And kind of like, what was the, what was the process like? I mean, really more so like afterwards, right? Because the surgery itself, you're not awake for. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, can you kind of just walk us through at least like that day and then maybe like, you know, the week or so afterwards?
1: Mm -hmm. So again, it was five years ago, so I don't remember like details, but, um, I remember that I was in good spirits when I woke up that day and that I was ready and i was mentally ready i was physically ready and i was like all right there's no turning back like i want to do this like let's go so um i was at the hospital with my mom who is my well besides you my biggest advocate just because well just because she's gone through it she's had experience with it you know and obviously she's my mom so who doesn't need their mom but um you know, I I remember going into surgery and my plastic surgeon was like, all right, like, let's do this. And, you know, they were playing music in the operating room. So the whole scene of what could have been like so scary was like, so like, yeah, it, it was such a positive environment. And I was like, all right, let's do this. And then I remember laying on the operating table and they were giving me the anesthesia and then I fell asleep and then I woke up and I was like, ugh. I felt like I got hit by a truck.
0: You mean the uh, the, like 2.30 in the morning Facebook (laughs) video you put up of it's great and I feel great was not a product of the morphine drip you had?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, people, when you wake up, You have a what's called a binder around your chest, which acts as a like an ace wrap, like a compression device, which helps with swelling and to keep the dressings in place. And I did have two drains on either side of um, my chest wall, basically. And um, just from the operating. Or the operation, it is painful. And, um, yes, you are on a morphine drip because it's that painful. I remember that night in the hospital, I was so excited to be awake and out of surgery that I made, I like recorded a video on my phone and I, Uploaded it to my YouTube channel, and I was like, "Yeah, this is great. Like, it's not that bad." I will never
0: forget seeing that video. Oh my god! If if I remember correctly, I think your surgery was on a it was a Thursday or a Friday, Mm -hmm. because obviously I didn't go to work the next day because I took you home from the from the hospital. But I remember waking up and seeing that and and laughing a little bit, going, "Wait till the drugs wear off."
1: Yeah. Um, when the when you're finally off of the morphine and everything starts to get out of your system, that's When it really hits you as far as pain management, but um, you know over time it does get better and um, I did want to touch if I could on um, The actual surgery itself.
0: This is this is your show. <laughs> yeah, so go for but, it
1: so um,
0: is, hold on, disclaimer, is this graphic? No.
1: Okay, never mind, we're good. <laughs> so I just want to let everyone know that, you know, I did have a choice or a lot of people when they opt for the surgery can either, you know, obviously they get the breast tissue removed, but some like to place the implants right away. And some doctors like to do what are called expanders first during the first surgery. So I actually had my breast tissue removed and then I had what are called expanders placed in place of the implants. And those are kind of um, like deflated implants and they have a round circle magnet attached to it. And they're placed in the chest wall and over time after you heal or during your healing process, you actually get the expanders filled. And the the um, purpose of the expanders is to, um, you know, stretch the skin, stretch the muscle slowly over time to give the body time to adjust to the size and the weight of the implant.
0: So this is, uh, so if we can make like a, a simile here to to like if you had braces as a as a kid and like a, a palatal expander i know i had a palatal expander the thing with the key that you have to make wider to like if you have an underbite or an overbite okay. so similar idea to like you can't just rush in and put bigger implants in than then you know you have skin to handle right exactly
1: okay. so um we opted to do the expanders so um you know, after, like, I was tracking back, just wanted to touch on that. But, um. Isn't
0: that the YouTube video that has 10,000 views? Yeah. Yeah, right. The, the first filling. Yeah. My, my mom's. Well, you don't v- see that. <laughs> Shot I mean, on you, iPhone vertical video. You don't see God. that,
1: though, out <clears throat> there. Like, people don't know what to expect. So, um, when you know this is why my videos I want to put them out there in video and document as much as I can so people could see like what the actual process is like I can sit here and I can sit and like describe it to you but seeing it firsthand really mm-hmm. helps to see what you're actually getting yourself into yeah.
0: yeah no I I agree like I think it was a really unique thing that you know that not a lot of people document that that process mm-hmm. um and so I think it was really helpful for people who will go the same route as you You know, I think it's important and and I think like they can have a good idea then of what to expect, you Mm -hmm. know, as, as they go through, you know, and, and the thing is, I think for you, what's important is you ended up opting for these expanders more so because the implants you chose were larger than the breasts that you had. Yeah. Right. So I, I think potentially if your implant was going to be like, if you weren't changing your bra size, Right, because yeah. I can speak from so much experience with this <laughs> <laughs> um, then potentially you could have had everything done in one day because yeah. you wouldn't have need you wouldn't have needed the expanders, but mm-hmm. because of that that's that's why you ended up mm-hmm. um, I don't think you necessarily opted I think you needed them, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think you had the option to do the implants and no. everything in one day
1: and I, and I've heard I don't know how true mm-hmm. this is, but I've heard that there's less complications when you do them with the expanders. If you do it over gradually, like a gradual process, instead of doing everything at one time, I think the bo- it gives the body time to adjust and to heal correctly.
0: Well, it's it's definitely less invasive. Yeah. On each day. Right. Right. So, like the day you get the implants is less invasive, and the day you get the double mastectomy is right. less invasive than doing it all on
1: mm-hmm.
0: on one day.
1: Yeah. So, and I did want to touch as well that. You know, come with this surgery. It is invasive, and um, there are repercussions. There are complications that you can have. Um, Obviously, with any surgery, there's an increased risk of infection, um, which you know happens sometimes. But then, luckily, did not happen to you. No, I did not have any of that. Just to um, to clarify that. Yes, but um, since they're scraping the tissue from your body um blood flow is um a concern
0: so can be compromised yes okay
1: yes blood flow can be compromised especially to your nipples so i actually had a scare with Mm -hmm. my right nipple i woke up from surgery and i have you know, I remember sitting up in my chair, and then you know, all these doctors, these residents come in just to check my incisions. So I undo my binder and I look down, and my right nipple is like part, like partially black. Like it looked like not good.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and I and I remember that they were they were concerned that they might not be able to that they might not recover. Yes. Yeah.
1: So at that point, there were options. Obviously, we were watching it. We had to give it time to see if it would heal on its own. Um, luckily, it did. Um, it was basically my nipple was like half scabbed. It did not look pretty. And as a result of that, I my right nipple was smaller than my left.
0: They were also like... It, like, moved. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a little bit lopsided, if I yeah. remember correctly. Yeah. yeah,
1: and, you know, and the plastic surgeon did tell me, just because you're getting implants, just because you're getting this surgery, it doesn't mean everything is going to be perfect. You're not going to look perfect. This isn't a cosmetic fix. So well, I, I don't
0: think the goal was ever to look perfect, though. It was just to...
1: No, but some people go mm-hmm. in with the surgery like, oh, I'm getting implants, and, you know, they think that they're going to look like a supermodel, but things can go wrong, and there's complications, and you need to just keep that in mind as you go. Like, um, yeah, well, hmm. we'll talk about that later, but... Um, like afterwards, like within the healing process. Oh, oh,
0: gotcha. I I just gave Jen a very confused look because I had no idea what she was talking (laughs) about.
1: But okay, so back to, yeah, so um, my nipple did end up healing, thank God. But it was like, it didn't, even after it healed, it just didn't look right. Or just, well, I
0: mean, so I mean, either way, so we get we get past the you know, my right nipple not, not doing so hot. (laughs) Um, right. So, but the thing is like, and and, and I think for you, like you were a little bit upset about that, but not really because I mean, again, like the ultimate goal was to stay healthy. And like, I know we explored like potentially like if it, you know, if it ended up not recovering, then, you know, you looked into like getting a tattoo Mm -hmm. of a nipple or they
1: could actually grow one. I believe
0: that's cool yeah uh, we don't need that, to grow in those I'm nope um, it's that's not worth some it. that's some Jurassic Park <laughs> weirdness it is an option. People, <laughs> it is. and that's really cool it's yeah. stem cells right yeah and, and it's that's that's really cool I didn't realize that actually mm-hmm. um, but I know we explored some other options so it's important to know that you know if for some reason there are some complications mm-hmm. right where one uh, one or both Nipples don't make it because you had a nipple sparing mastectomy.
1: I did. So yeah. what they did was make a um, incision. Okay. Please
0: excuse our dog in the background who just came flying down the stairs.
1: <laughs> um, so, yeah. So with my surgery, they actually just made an incision underneath both breasts. They kept the skin. They kept the nipple. So um, everything at the end, I did have my nipples at the end of the surgery
0: so okay so can you walk us through maybe a little bit of the expander filling process um i know because i would like you have some videos on on what it looks like but for those people who maybe you know don't really want to go to youtube and don't really want to watch it but would rather you know like just uh hear what it's all about yeah. um can you talk a little bit about that
1: yeah so Um, It kind of looks more intimidating than it is. Um, You go right into your plastic surgeon's office and um, they have this little magnet contraption or magnet finder and they actually put it up onto your skin to find the magnet on the expander. And then once they find the magnet, they mark around the magnet so they have a center point. And how they fill it is they have a large... Um, a very long needle that's connected to tubing and then connected to a syringe filled with saline. And they take the needle and they go into that center point and go through your skin and into the magnet, which goes into the expander and then slowly um, push in the saline into the expander. And then once all the fluid is in, then they take the needle out and that's it. And it's very intimidating because you're like, oh, my God, that's a huge needle. Is it going to hurt? And because of... Does it hurt? It doesn't.
0: Okay. <laughs> it does
1: not. It does not hurt at all. I did not feel a thing because...
0: Oh, I forget all the nerve endings, right? From right. your mastectomy, right. When
1: they remove everything, like, I didn't have, like, I had minimal, if any, feeling in my chest. So as she was you know, when she put the needle in, I didn't feel anything. It was more of like a... Was per-
0: that, that kind of weird?
1: It was. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, don't move, don't move, don't move. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then as she was putting the saline in, I couldn't feel anything. But afterwards, because it's expanding in your chest and um you go for multiple sessions you only do it gradually like I would go like once a week for like three months or oh wow
0: really it was for once a week for three months you're talking like 12 total sessions roughly
1: maybe I don't know for sure do you know how
0: much saline they would put in every time was it the same amount every time
1: well I have 450 cc implants so well, were had.
0: They, well had yeah um were they trying to fill the expander to the equivalent yes. size Yes. okay that would make sense yeah now the math of me is going 450 divided by three okay <laughs> that makes sense you know but divided by 12 yeah it's yeah it's not divisible by 12. yeah so, so i
1: <laughs> all i felt was pressure during the actual filling but the expanders themselves um are not consistent with the actual feeling of the implants. The expanders are hard as rocks. Like you literally feel like you have rocks sitting on your chest. So um, so after you get the expanders filled to the appropriate size, they leave them in for a couple more weeks just so the body can adapt to it and make sure that it's fully healed. And then you have to go in for a second surgery to take the expanders out, and that's when they place the implants in, kind of like a swap.
0: Okay, um, so so we get through our mastectomy, we're home, we're good. We get through our fillings, right once a week. And I, rem- I remember I took you to a bunch of those, and mm-hmm. or I shouldn't say I took you, but we went together to a bunch of those. Um, was there anything else? before we get to your, your implant, um, because that was actually very quick when they, when they put the implants in, Mm -hmm. was there anything else that was, that you feel like you should mention about the whole expander process? Was there anything else that like we didn't talk about?
1: I don't think so. It's, it's, like I said, it looks more intimidating than it really is. Um, but I think it's a great way to, go instead of just putting the implants in all at one time i think the expanders are a a better option personally
0: yeah well i mean what about so let's say someone who is is not increasing their their bra size
1: i think it depends on the surgeon too yeah of what they're comfortable doing and what they recommend. So I would definitely, I mean,
0: they may still do it in two stages. They just might not need expander fillings. Yeah. So that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, if you guys are going through this or know someone, I would definitely, um, you know, talk with your plastic surgeon, see what they're comfortable with and see what they recommend. But personally, I think the going, the expander route was a great option for what I was having done.
0: Awesome. So, you know, we're running up on just about 25 minutes. So so I think if we can talk briefly about when you had, you know, the implants, because that was, that was a very quick recovery by comparison to your double mastectomy when you had the expanders taken out. Yeah. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that surgery? Was there anything different? Because I know with the mastectomy, like you had drains and you had to get the drains taken out and... And everything. Um, Was it, did you have anything like that? Because to be honest, I don't really remember.
1: No, um, the initial surgery, the initial like removal. Okay, so the the, mastectomy. The mastectomy. Um, You know, I was out of work for maybe like six weeks, I think.
0: You were out of work for three months.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Because you couldn't lift?
1: Yes, okay. So, and I had (laughs) drains and all that, yeah. So that was like the biggie. And, once you heal from that and then you have the expanders swapped out with the actual implants that's like a weekend surgery you have Yeah
0: if i if i remember you had the surgery on a friday
1: and i was back to work like on a wednesday yeah
0: i think it was you took friday off and monday off yeah and then you always had, you had Tuesday off. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: So, it's not a bad surgery at all. Minimal pain, no drains. They literally go through the same incisions underneath your breast, pop out the ex the expanders, put in the implants, sew you up, and you're, I think it's a, it's, it is a one-day surgery. Yeah, well, it's the so, same day,
0: because for your mastectomy, you were overnight.
1: Yes. But for my second surgery, this surgery, it's the same day, you get to go home the same day and you know give yourself a week and you're good to go yeah
0: um was there anything now i think it's also important that you had two different surgeons right yes. i want to make sure we talk about that too because you had one surgeon who did the mastectomy yes and another plastic surgeon do the reconstruction i don't think we talked about that
1: yeah We touched on it in our our previous video. Um, The breast surgeon is the one who actually removes the breast tissue. And then the plastic surgeon is the one who deals with the implants and the placement and the expanders. So um, after my original mastectomy, I followed up with my breast surgeon, but I've been following up more consistently with my plastic surgeon because I don't have any breast tissue left. So right. Um, it's just the implants.
0: And now you don't have those either.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) So, I mean, I think this is a a good place to stop. Yeah. Right. So again, thank you all for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, We hope that this is helpful if you're someone who's going through the same thing. Um, But yeah, thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next time.